0: Just a note before we start. Our show talks about touchy subjects that may be difficult for some of our listeners. Take care of yourself. If you feel you need to seek help, see the links at the end of our show notes for resources.
1: Welcome to Touchy Subjects, the podcast that aims to make those awkward conversations around domestic and sexual violence just a little less awkward. I'm Sean. And I'm Allie. And today we have a special guest, uh, Jamie. So thanks for joining us today, Jamie.
2: Thank you for having me. We are
0: so excited to have you here. Um, So before we really get into any of the questions that we're so excited to talk to you about, um, would you mind just telling our listeners a little bit about who you are, a little bit about yourself? And how you ended up on our
2: podcast. Sure. Um, So I'm, I guess, a 40 something woman um, who's, I guess, decided to finally chase a dream after years of, you know, putting it on hold and experiencing some um, obstacles in life that I guess, you know, kind of pushed me to do what I did and be where I am. Um, I. I guess I was about, well, I was nearing 40 when um, I guess it was all kind of, you know, my kids were getting close to graduating and I was getting close to that next part of life of, you know, what, what do I want out of life? Am I happy? Where am I? Um, And so being a writer was always something I dreamed of doing. And, you know, I also deliver mail on foot, so I have a lot of thinking time, and, you know, an idea for a story kept coming to my head, coming to my head, and I was living in an unhealthy marriage at the time, um, I guess abusive, you can say, and so it was just a lot of things at that time in my life, and of course, you know, 40's coming, so that's also something that'll push you into, not a depression, but a place where you start contemplating life choices and stuff and, and that, and so I just kind of, you know, started putting thoughts together and wondering what if and and do I want to live with regret. And so I just kind of started making some some decisions. And so I decided to write a novel, um, which is actually a series. Um, I wrote it under a pseudonym, a Jalen Addy, um, just basically because the novel is based on um, a woman who's facing domestic violence and leaving her partner. And. I just wasn't prepared personally, um, to put myself out there as an author, um, for several reasons. Um, one, I guess judgment, (laughs) you know, um, confidence, it was just like, you know, I'm from a small town. And so sometimes people, people can be critical. Um, and so I just, there was just a lot of different things that, um, encouraged me to choose a different name and, I also didn't tell anybody I was doing it. I, um, I lived with a partner who was not supportive in anything I ever did. And so when I decided to do this, I did actually tell him and he laughed in my face. So that was that, that was where that ended. And it was about two months later. I, I sat down and I didn't tell anybody, um, I was doing it because a, I just, if I did, I just didn't need any more negative. Um, it was kind of a big deal And it was kind of something, I guess, in a way that I chose to do to, I guess, help me find myself again, Um, help me, help me find the courage to be me, um, to chase who I wanted to be and to eventually live a life that I was happy with. Um, And I guess in that process, because part of it was, it kept me out of the relationship, so to speak, if that makes sense. Um, I kind of, you know, locked myself away. And I was also taking courses at the time. And, and there was just a lot of prep work, because I had never written a book, I hadn't, um, didn't have an degree, a degree or anything. So there was probably a good year or two of, you know, just what do I have to do? Like, what are the steps? How, like, is this even possible? Am I being realistic? Like there's so many different avenues and options out there. And, you know, is this something that's actually going to fall into anybody else's hands uh, or is this just like a dream of a lot of time I'm about to waste kind of thing. And so um, he just got busy doing his thing. And so then I got busy doing my thing and, and it just kind of, I guess, kept that conflict um, aspect Low too because I wasn't, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, you know, you separate and separate from your friends, you separate from your family. Pretty soon it's just you, and all I have is this alone time unless he's there. And usually it's not always good. And so it was just something that left him to do his thing without me ever saying, Oh, when are you going to be home or, you know, those kinds of things. And it was almost like the more time away from home he was, the more time I had to rebuild myself and in doing that I was also writing a novel.
0: It's I mean it's such a fascinating way that you got to publishing (laughs) this book and starting this series you know Um, I, I I just I thank you for sharing your story and figuring out you know that this this is something that you that you want to to, to share that, and even this book, you know, this information. And in, we, we do want to ask a little bit about this book, about this novel. Um, would you mind telling us about the plot, the, you know, the the crux of this book and, and what it's about?
2: Sure. Um, so, I guess like I said the idea had come to me I mean I had several come and go over the years and this one just seemed to stick and I don't know if it was because it was you know something I was personally experiencing um but regardless um it's a it's 100 fiction it's literary fiction and entertainment purposes only um for myself I guess it was maybe kind of a therapy or you know healing and different things like that but it's based on a woman who's nearing 37 years old and she's Faced with the the choice of of leaving her abusive husband, and it it focuses on you know obstacles that she's facing, and I mean, of course, for entertainment purposes, you know, there's maybe a little bit more drastic things, you know, just to keep it interesting and and moving along or whatever, and, and not so boring. Um, but I, I I was able to use Taya's character; uh, she's the main character, um, and she was kind of an outlet for emotions that i was feeling and so i feel that even though her events were you know you know nothing relative to what i experienced some of the emotions i think she experiences um because they were emotions i experienced um and probably lots of women and people leaving those situations or thinking about leaving those situations are scared or worried about, um, and just even have to face, like it's, it's not easy. You're you know, in most instances you're planning or trying or leaving or wanting to leave somebody that you do love. I mean, you're not there because I mean, in some cases, you know, I mean, obviously when it's your life and, and, you know, you might get to those points where obviously you, you hate that person, um, or whatever, or what they do to you, but, Ideally, what keeps you there in the most part is that you love them. You love a part of them that they were, that you you keep hoping is going to come back, right? Because I know a big thing with me was uh, I invested all this time in a person that wasn't that way in the beginning. And so it was just like, okay, well, what if? You know what? When this happens, this will, you know, and you just keep convincing yourself that, I didn't. I don't want to waste. I don't want to have wasted all this time. I don't want to have failed at something, right? And so, we continue to put ourselves in those situations. And I and I think with my character, um, I mean, obviously, she's got a little bit more going on, and and she's got, you know, definitely uh, a pretty big situation that she's trying to make the best choice over for herself for her life. Um, and it's just, it's just something that I think it helped me personally um, to be authentic in writing this story so that, you know, it's not completely whatever, you know, it just kind of can grip grip somebody's, you know, heart or attention or, or whatever in writing it. And yet it also, um, I guess, because at the end of my day or tunnel or wherever the light I was looking for was that happy ending. Um, and so I guess also in writing, it was just, you know, being able to write a story that hopefully she gets her happy ending so yeah I just yeah I I, and I mean it, it wasn't something that just happened overnight I mean as I was writing you know more things would come to me it was I mean I had the gist of of the idea when I sat down to write it um and as I started writing like I said things just started coming and then you know it actually ended up turning even even into to more than just a novel I mean it's it's something that now I'm i'm working to create um i guess a help not a helpline but like a form of help for women you know fleeing those situations and and hopefully i can bring that to life too and and it can be you know something that i can contribute to other women in those situations you know to help other people along so yeah
1: and just listening to you talk about your character story and everything it's you have such a good understanding, obviously, like based on experiences, how these relationships end up working and how someone in that relationship is going to be feeling. Because that's like you said, people aren't going to start out their relationships abusive. Because if someone started out abusive before you really loved them or cared about them, there's no way you would stay with that person. And putting that into your character, I think not only gives like you yourself, like, that little bit of help or like the aid in healing, but the reader of your book, it gives them the understanding. Like, yes, like I, I have someone that I love, or I have someone I care about. If they were to do these things to me, like, I don't know what I would do. And I think that's something that's really helpful. And is something that only you'd be able to bring to that character in that story. Like, because someone like myself, I would never be able to write a, a character that has that compelling story or, is able to have those kind of emotions put in onto the page because they're not experiences that I have. And if I'm trying to pretend, I can only get to that surface level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, that's such a good point, Sean. And I, you know, I had the same thought when you were talking, Jamie, because. Um, you know, you mentioned for, for many reasons, you decided to write this, this novel under a pseudonym at first. And now your name is a little bit more, your you know, your actual name is a little bit more associated with the book. Um, but one of those reasons being that you're from a small town. And I know that when we spoke um, previously, this was a big, you know, factor in how you addressed this book being released, how you addressed writing this book um, in the aftermath of releasing the book. Um, and you mentioned, you know, this is one hundred percent fictional, right? This yes. is pure entertainment, and I want I want to t- to touch on that because I think what's so crucial about the fact that you may not have experienced exactly what the character, what your character experienced, um, but you can understand, mm-hmm. right? If you've been in an unhealthy or abusive relationship you have that baseline of understanding why other survivors or why other victims behave the way they do, why they are faced with certain choices. Um, you know, you, you understand instinctively almost in a way that non-victims or non-survivors may not. Um, and so I think that that's really interesting to note. Like, yes, this is 100% fictional and you may have experiences in an unhealthy situation um, a, you know, an unhealthy marriage, but because you had those experiences, you can adequately write this character's experience, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, that makes sense for sure. And, and like I said, I mean, it's another thing too is with domestic violence, I mean, there's, there's so many forms, right? Like it's not just physical, I mean, there's verbal, there's mental, like, and so it's something that, I know one thing I always said is fortunately in my case, um, there wasn't as much physical as the mental and and the emotional and stuff, but I really found that there was some days I was almost like, and and I remember saying, why don't you just hit me? Like at least the bruises will heal, right? Like the bruises will go away. It's that stuff that gets in your head that eats away at you. And pretty soon you just, you just are nothing. Like you just feel like nothing. And, so it's it was really i don't know i mean i guess when the book came out and i finally said okay here it goes and and he found out right away it's like well is it about me well no it's not actually about you it, it was about me and and not about me in the in the character sense it was about me and the fact that i made a choice to do something i wanted with my life that i didn't need anybody's approval um and i didn't have to you know worry about somebody while i was going through the process discouraging me and so and then I mean there was people were oh you you know do we want to read this is it a and it's like it's not about me and and one of the things um he said was um something about you know all well, the instances and stuff and I said listen if you feel guilty that's not my problem you know um I said uh, I, I know this like I I'm writing what I know. And I said, unfortunately, this is my circumstance, but fortunately I, I found the voice to, to, to tell a story. And and I said, I'm simply telling a story, but you know, and I mean, you know, he's a little, well, and he, he, he did admit later. Yeah. You know, I was, and, and he will admit to, to those things. And, and I mean, there's lots of the, Oh, well, what if I change? What if I change? And I mean, well, I mean, what if you do, but that, that's you know that's another story but also in another sense I'm like that would be great because actually if you could then that's a whole nother aspect to this is that there are some people out there who know that they are but don't know where to find help to change you know or don't really have the um I guess the to the the sense to go inside themselves and actually change those things but you know if they can and they will and they want to I mean that's that's great. Um, but I just, you know, again, it was something that I did that, and was part of why I held off, you know, putting the book out was because I knew it was going to be all about him. And I just, I wasn't ready to deal with that aftermath, um, for a while until I finally just went, you know, okay. And, and also I, I, um, I guess back to the confidence thing, when you when you have no confidence anymore or you have no self-esteem anymore, um, doing something I find like writing a novel where people can be very judgmental, very critical. Um, it, it's a tough world. <laughs> um, it, it's not something that it was like, oh, here I did this because I mean, you know more often than not people are going to be like oh my god that's you know whatever and so there was a few things i did to reassure myself and gain some confidence in my writing that it was something actually worth reading um and when i did start to get some feedback and people were really like intrigued or you know i, I and it's not even just my my instances i've got some some friends that live in a lot worse than I did and so it was you know feeding off of them as well and just um, one of those ladies read my book and I remember her messaging me afterwards and she's like wow wow like she's like I'm gonna do this I mean they call me Keeler I guess because that's my nickname and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and I mean you know it's that's great to just even give somebody who 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 believes that this is their life and says that, but even, even if they don't, and even if they can't, the sense that it gave them a moment of wanting to, I, that's a step forward because sometimes even that's just scary enough as it is. And so it, it's really nice to hear that. And so as the feedback that I was getting was coming in, that was more confidence building, I guess. Um, that's where I was just kind of like, okay, you know what now, no matter what, he says or or somebody says, it's like, I have other opinions, you know, and those are the opinions that I'm going to go on because his opinions were the ones that kept me from being me for a very long time. And so those ones weren't validated anymore. And that's where I guess it also took me getting and I I mean, I'm not I'm not by any means, you know, probably 100% past that. But I'm definitely a lot stronger than I was. And I'm just really grateful. And like I said, I mean, I believe in the universe and divine timing and all those kinds of things coming together. And I'm just, I'm just really grateful every day that every day I'm a little bit stronger. And every day I can look back and and just be grateful that I made that choice. And I just really hope that in doing that, and like, like that one uh, friend of mine, you know, I just really hope that people can just really, really find it in themselves to just to know that, that that they're worth it, that they deserve the life they want. And so if it gives anybody the courage to do anything to better their life, I mean, I'm just all for that. I think it's, it's incredible. However you do it and, you know, to have a support system is amazing.
1: Yeah. I have to imagine that getting that positive support and that positive feedback from this book and just knowing that you are helping people with the book, That it's just like the biggest middle finger to him laughing in your face saying that you would never be able to do this. And then not only doing it, but succeeding at it and then helping others who have similar experiences.
2: Yeah, it's it is. And I, you know, I a lot of times I I have, you know, those thoughts. It's like but then I'm like, I actually don't even want to sink to that level. It's like also it's you know what? just good for me, whatever you do, you do, but also, you know what, just good for me. Right. Like, and, and the fact that your opinion doesn't matter to me anymore when it comes to those things to me, maybe, maybe not so much the middle finger to him, but a high five to myself. You know what I mean? That's an
0: amazing thing. That's an amazing reframe. That that that's fantastic. And you know, you're, you're, so passionate about this being like, this is, this is all about you. This, this book was, it, it was for you because of you with you period. Right. Yeah. Um, and when we talk about s- domestic violence survivors, the leaving um, of course, safety is always going to be number one and physical safety will always come, f- come first, you know, in an imminent yeah. danger moment but the other thing that we at touchy subjects and we as educators want to make clear to people is that they not only deserve physical safety but they deserve for themselves they they deserve to be happy they deserve yes. to feel full and content and whole with yeah. or without their relationship and so you know a lot of a lot of survivors will especially after leaving we will say things like, I, I stayed for so long because it wasn't as bad as others, or I stayed for so long because he only hit me that one time. Um, but we want to reiterate and advocate for those survivors and for people that are in that place of holding out just because it might not be physically imminently dangerous. We mm-hmm. want to tell you like, you deserve safety mentally emotionally as well you deserve safety and wholesomeness of your person that is just as important right so whether or not the abuse is physical you deserve to be safe right Right. um all 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 forms of the word safe um so Mm. that's something that i really love about your story and about even you you know saying it's not it's yes, I can understand that, but it's not necessarily a middle finger. It's a high five to myself because that shows that, that your journey led you to that place of safety within yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we were talking before about survivors or whatever, and that was something that I, you know, has kind of been in my head and how I said that I don't, I don't consider myself a survivor, like, because you think of those people. And I mean, there are some, like, awful situations and some don't make it out right um and so I I feel like I feel like I don't deserve that um I guess term when it comes to my situation or whatever and then I thought about it more and I actually I mean I'm a survivor isn't in surviving with my life I mean to say that there wasn't moments I wasn't scared for my life I would be lying and it's hard sometimes you know I would go back and when I finally would open up to my friends about this. Like I, I had some go, they'd be like, we didn't believe you. Like we really didn't believe you until they started seeing things for themselves. And, and I started taking pictures or whatever for my own records or whatever and stuff. And, and that, um, but it was just, even, even that I went, you know, I, at the end of it, I just, I had nothing. I had no soul. I had no l- liveliness. I I had no friends. I like, I, I just, stayed at home I no self-confidence so like you just you just got up you hoped you made it through the day and you looked forward to hopefully tomorrow being a better day and I thought you know what no you are a survivor because you you managed to bring the person that you deserve to be or become back to life And so in a sense that that is surviving as well. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's with domestic violence, it's, there's so many different aspects and there's so many different levels of severity uh, that people experience. And at the end of the day, I mean, like I said, I, I probably still say survivor with hesitation, but at least now I understand that, you know, maybe it wasn't a matter of surviving with my life. In the sense of being alive, but it was a matter of surviving and being able to find myself again, not, not, you know, knowing what I'm worth, knowing that I don't deserve those to live that way or to be made to feel that way or, you know, to just, to just live, literally live under somebody else's thumb or you know walking on eggshells so lightly that so you don't crack them like you just you know it's just it's not a good life and and to be able to to bring myself back to actually waking up and feeling good and and actually having energy and and looking forward to things it's it is surviving you did survive like you know and so I just hope that people can realize like you said you know um, not even just about the physical a- attribute of it, but also just for yourself, um, it's it's just as important to to be able to find yourself as it is to save your life, really? you know, because I mean, if you can't find yourself, you're just gonna find another rabbit hole that you're gonna crawl down that's not gonna do any good for you either. So, you know, at, at the end of it with with everything, and like I said, I mean, even the getting away, it's a process i mean that's one step but it's a whole road and that's why so many go back because they don't know where to go what to do and they don't have the strength or you know the courage or the the mind because they don't know anything anymore they've just basically surrendered their entire being to this person who has controlled them for so long that they get out there and it's like way too scary to even fathom trying to find somewhere to go and that's where i would really like hopefully one day to be able to to create some sort of program or or things to offer with um the pink blanket campaign that i'm trying to get going just to help ease that next step for some people where it can be so intimidating
1: yeah we oftentimes when we're talking about domestic violence we hit on those like It's really difficult for people to leave. Like This is why it's difficult for people to leave because we want the people listening to us to understand that someone who's experiencing domestic violence isn't a weak person. No, The person who's experiencing domestic violence is a very strong person and they have a lot of strength. Yes. Their abuser wants them to believe they don't have that strength to be able to get away because if they did, they wouldn't be able to make themselves feel strong by making their victim or their survivor feel weaker. Right. And I want to hit on a little bit about that pink blanket campaign that you mentioned because I think it's a really great thing. So if you could just a li- for a little bit just kind of explain to our listeners like what that is or what you're hoping to accomplish with it.
2: Okay, so um as I was writing the novel, um I guess it, it, was, it was close to the end, like um, I guess when I was getting close to finishing the manuscript. Um, I was in, it's kind of all fine, like I said, the universe sometimes just brings everything together and I do believe in that stuff and, and I was trying to find a title for the book and I mean it was something I had written in the book. And literally, it woke me up, it was like two, three in the morning, one morning, and I woke up and I was like, the pink blanket. So I jotted it down, right? So I don't forget and, and went back to sleep or whatever. And I got up the next morning. And it's like, what a weird name for a book. But like, for some reason, this is just, it seems like it should be it, right? So that was fine. So I kept that down. And it wasn't, you know, set in stone. And I happened to be down shopping, you know, in one of my local stores. And I had like the softest, pink blanket that I keep on my chair by me all the time and I have since I found it um and I was like okay that's a sign so I bought the blanket and I took it home and uh for the duration of the process the writing through the like the actual editing all of that I just kind of kept it with me and and as I was writing it was just you know you i mean i've always felt like there's just somehow some way i wanted to contribute right to the world or whatever like i just i felt like i i have a part to to play or something that i need to do and and um i don't know it just kind of hit me when i was writing i was like man you know if this could take off i could get big and i can actually be a writer or whatever and and um i could sell or i could i could earn enough that i could supply women's shelters with these fuzzy warm pink blankets Um, something that you know when women would arrive to shelters whether it's with their kids or alone or whatever um, and because so many come without nothing like sometimes it's a matter of just getting out of your house and going and so to walk into a place that's foreign you know you know nothing you have nothing it's scary lonely and intimidating and so my thought was well you know maybe they could walk in and they could right away just get a pink blanket and you know it's theirs they keep it they have it with them while they're there you know wrap the kids in wrap themselves in just to go be able to snuggle up and read a book if they're there or you know just to have something that's theirs you know that they can take they can leave that it wasn't somebody else's before they came in you know and then it was just like oh you know and then I could you know maybe add some little things to that whether it's you know little necessities or whatever and so this was kind of always been in my head ever since and of course it's a long-standing dream because i mean you know i don't ever know that i'll i'll become a successful author but it's a dream i'd love to dream and i think if you stop dreaming you stop living so i just keep those things in my head and so when i was teamed up with my publicist um you know, I'd never really thought past just these thoughts. And and they asked me one day on my interview, when I was first getting to know them, um, what my long-term goals for this book was, because I have lots of other books I, I want to write and I'm in the process of writing. And and um I said, well, this one, like it, it's, I said, this is what I want to do. I said, my hope is that one day I can make enough money that I can supply all these shelters all over the world with my pink blankets. And they were both like, wow. Wow. And they're like, you know, you don't have to wait. And I'm like, well, no, I do, because I don't have enough money to buy any blankets to supply everybody. <laughs> there's that, there's with, that you know, small matter. Yeah, right? <laughs> they do, you know, unfortunately. And so, anyway, she's like, yeah, but there's so many people out there who are willing to help and provide and promote and do all these things. All you got to do is get started. And so I was just like, wow. And so yeah, I just took a whole nother turn. And I was like, okay, so now it's just, you know, working with them. It's, you know, promoting that now as well. And I mean, COVID hit. And like I said before, I'm one of those people that I need to line up every single duck perfectly before I proceed. So I'm, it hasn't got going yet, but I, I do, I I don't intend to give up until I do have, have it going. And so, and it's something that I, I don't know it it just means something to me and I think um it's it's just something that I I'm not going to give up on until it's it's actually you know comes to fruition and I can I can do what I I dreamed I was gonna do so yeah it just I guess and it was just another thing that made me made me grateful that I chose to to do this because it's just all kind of coming together for me I guess if that makes sense
0: absolutely well we are we are strong supporters of this pink blanket Touchy subjects will do whatever we can because we know the importance of those items and you know you touched on something. You know, we we, we talk a lot about logistically at our agencies, what do shelters like ours need right, mm-hmm. um, but the most important thing that you said that hit me was the fact that it would be something that wasn't anybody else's beforehand right mm-hmm. um. A lot of times with survivors and with agencies that do the the type of work we do, um, the general public feels for some reason that that hand me downs and second hand items are the most appropriate for these for these survivors right um but. We want survivors to know that they have dignity and worth Mm -hmm. Um, and absolutely secondhand things are worthy of their own, you know, they have their own place, especially environmentally, you know, it's it's great to to reuse clothes, but um, getting past this idea in our our society that when we help shelters, we give them our hand-me-downs because they're lesser than us is a huge you know getting past that is huge in this fight against domestic violence because no survivors are people worthy and of of brand new things and they have Mm -hmm. dignity just like the rest of us um and so anyways it's not always possible to buy a whole new set of clothes right but it Mm -hmm. might be possible for them to have one symbol of hope a pink blanket that they can have for the rest of their healing journey that's only theirs right yeah. it wasn't a hand-me-down it wasn't second hand it was just theirs yeah.
1: yeah and what i want to point out before like the thought is gone or before we move on to the move on from this to the next point is just i want to point out to you Jamie just the how much your desire to start that pink blanket campaign just says about your character in general because to think that, oh, if I write this book and like can make enough money off of it, anyone would be like, oh, I'm going to be rich. I can do all of these other things like for myself. Like your initial first thought was, I want to be able to make enough money off of this to be able to help other people. And that is not a trait or a quality that many people have.
0: Yeah. No, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about your book being fictional. Um and you obviously had some of your own experiences with unhealthy relationship characteristics and abusive uh, relationship characteristics. For other authors, how, how do you see domestic violence fitting into the fiction genre? Um, because, you know, Sean had mentioned earlier, like if he tried to write a story, he wouldn't be able to, besides, you know, going surface level. Um, Because he doesn't have those experiences. So for authors that are seeking to have representation in these types of relationships, how can they ensure that the information that they're putting out there is accurate and it's not harmful.
2: Um, I mean, I guess they say right what you know. Um, and I kind of stand behind that. Um, <sighs> I, when I, when I wrote the story and I was obviously fiction, um, I just, I felt like it needed to be addressed. Um, but I also wanted to do it in a way that, I mean, it was real so that, you know, people experiencing situations, um, of that were familiar with that or going, Oh God, like, you know, I didn't want people being like, Well, that's not, no, like, you know, as if, or, you know what I mean? Um, But just, just to, I guess. And then also when I also, I guess the fiction part of it too was the fact of the fantasy, right? The fantasy of there is a bet you can have a better life. You, you know, you're not destined to live this life. Like nobody deserves to live this life. And so that's kind of where I, as a fiction author, wrote it because I think I think it's important to get it out there and I mean a lot of people like fiction we like entertainment we're women a lot of us are romantic I'm a huge romantic I mean I can't seem to find it in my own life so I'm creating it right but it's like you know I just I just wanted to give that aspect of reality and also you know that you, you can have it or at least be hopeful, right? Like that this doesn't have to taint your life forever. And so, I mean, if you're an author writing about it and that's the other thing too, I guess, with domestic violence is in regards to accuracy, I mean, if you've experienced it or if you know of it, or you know somebody that has it, I mean, it's pretty easy to talk to somebody or, you know, to to even if if you don't know it yourself, just to go and and, collect information so that you can put you know a more authentic um feel into the characters or whatever um but to say accurate as one thing i was writing was that you know sometimes i put in there i was like oh you know is that believable and i'm like well no it is believable because there are some people out there that can do some very unbelievable things to another human being and so I mean, you just really can't, you can't judge. So uh, the situ like a situation, I guess it's just more of what the victim is going to be feeling. And one thing I did with my other characters is, so Taya's ex that she's leaving, I don't, (laughs) I don't, I was quite, I, I felt really honored, I guess, when I got my Kirkus review back and they explained how, um, one of the comments they had made was how I had a very authentic feel in all the characters. And so one thing I tried to portray in her husband was the manipulative part. And I mean, again, you you know, there's things added in there for excitement and, and the purpose of, you know, reading the book or, and staying intrigued. But I really wanted to give people the sense that, you know what, even though they're really, really nice sometimes sometimes they're actually being really, really, really awful or really, really manipulative. And, and, you know, it wasn't until I started that's what i was saying before. And I think I'm a Scott sidetracked was I was saying is that until you start hearing yourself, tell the story. And it's like, I remember having moments going, wow. Like listening to myself, tell people things. I'm like, I just can't believe it. You know, like how, ridiculous I was to sit there in those situations and slough them off like they were nothing when they actually I was like embarrassed of the fact that I continued to live in these moments and like actually acknowledge the things that were happening and being like I can't believe I thought they were just nothing but I mean I guess you get caught up in them and and you don't see it it's it's you know on the outside looking in it's always a different story or when you get away from it and and stuff like that but I just yeah I I I mean I think it's I think it's important and I think I think you I think as the reader um, I think it's important you know like on the back of my book, like it goes into what the story's about and it's, it says in there it's, you know, neurotic erotic thriller, fiction, all those things. Um, but as a reader and, and a person who has experienced really traumatic situations, I think they have to be careful as well in reading those things because there are triggers, you know, and if you're not prepared fully or ready to read some situations i i don't know i think i think that it can it can maybe bother you a little bit right and so that's kind of where i didn't because i've never experienced a really awful situation uh, myself um i didn't put those events in there um I mean, not that she didn't fear for her life and there was, but I just didn't get graphic. I didn't go into, because I don't know that level. I just know what I've experienced. So I think this is one topic where if you're going to try and be really authentic, whether it's fiction, nonfiction or whatever you're doing, I mean, I think, I think it is, I think it is important to know what you're writing in these instances, just to be able to portray realistic um emotions maybe not events because i mean like i said there's some pretty unimaginable things that can happen but emotions you know again it's kind of tough because some people will look at one situation and be like oh well he only beat me up once and it's fine it's not fine you know so it, it's kind of tough it's you know i read that um when when i received those questions i read that one and i'm like That's a really tough one to answer because it's so vast in, in the different things that can happen that to just be accurate, who are you to judge what is and isn't. So, I mean, unless you're somebody just stabbing in the dark at what might be feeling, or, you know, you might have a tough time selling your story,
1: but I mean, it's, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it is tough. It It, it is. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's one of the things that we've mentioned a few times on the podcast too, is that While yes, it might be hard to have some of these stories take place in our fictional worlds because we try to escape to fictional worlds to kind of, you know, get away from the things that we're experiencing in real life. But fiction gives us the ability to try and understand those things in which we are probably never going to experience or somebody that we know about has experienced so we can have that better understanding. But also these Just because we're escaping to a fictional world doesn't mean that we're escaping the reality of these stories need to be told. And by being told in a fictional setting, it allows for us to have those conversations without having to bring in maybe our personal experiences because we don't want to talk about those things. So like if I'm a victim of domestic violence, maybe I don't want to talk about my story, but I will be more than happy to read your book and talk about your character and what they're experiencing because then I can at least have this discussion with people about domestic violence without having to bring myself into it.
2: Yeah. And that's, that, that was kind of when, when I started this and that was when I, I I remember walking the one day and thinking, I'm like, this is my way of being heard. Maybe not necessarily me, but for it happening out there. Right. And I mean, it's, it's a problem that's, it's just, it's just way too common. way too common and it's yeah i just and that's where i was like i said i mean i obviously i went the fiction route i don't i don't want to write about my personal life i don't i don't want to you know get into all of that stuff but it was just a way of you know and i wanted to write i wanted to i've always wanted to be a writer and for some reason this was the story i i guess was supposed to be the first one that i told and so i i just went with it it was a voice behind a character that like I said, was I could put real emotions into and not even just real emotions, but just real thoughts. Like I just, you know, there was there was one um, part in the book where I remember her saying that she loved him and she hated him. And it was the most complicated thing she's ever experienced, but she couldn't she couldn't choose one or the other. Like it was just, you know, and then the same with, with feelings about her family. Like you don't want to discredit the man that you love, you know, to your family, because guess what? I might forgive him tomorrow. They're not going to, you know? And so now it's a hard sell because now not only, you know, are you in trouble now you have your family working against this relationship as well. And sometimes, sometimes you just have to do it on your own. Like no matter what people outside of you want for you and know is best for you it's ultimately your life and so until you're ready to make those decisions sometimes it's better to just have the support of those people than have those people telling you what you need to be doing because you know you know what you need to be doing it's just finding the courage to do it that's a struggle sometimes yeah, so absolutely
0: well you know I think I think that a fictional book about domestic violence is, for a lot of readers, a great way to build empathy, to build understanding, Um, and those are two things that are large barriers to survivors in the real world when they encounter friends and family um, who just maybe don't get it. They don't, they don't believe them. They don't, they don't understand the inner workings. Um, And so you know, I, we highly suggest this book to, to our listeners, um, especially if, you know, there are a million different genres of books out there. And you mentioned, you know, some people just like fiction. Some people just yes. want to to read stories and this is a story and it's an important story. So maybe sandwich this important story in between your Game of Thrones or whatever else you're reading, you know, Um, ground yourself in in the reality of the lives of survivors a little bit. Um, Now, before we wrap up, Jamie, we do want to ask where can people buy your book? How can they help? How can they support you?
2: So it's available on Amazon, Amazon.com, um, Barnes and Noble, Chapters Indigo. Um, it, my publisher told me it's like thirty-five thousand websites all over the world. I know those are the main ones. Um, you can go to my website, uh, uh, There's a link on there as well that will take you straight to the bookstores um, to purchase it. I I brought a copy here so you can see that this is. And we can see it very well that this is the book. So it's available in hardcover, I believe, Kindle edition, ebook, all that stuff. So yeah, it's if you Google it, you'll find it.
1: <laughs> awesome. And we will make sure that we have links to where they can find your book and your website in the show notes of our episode. So please, uh, audience, look there. So thank you for being here today, Jamie. It's Your story is amazing, and we love hearing it and hearing about your book and all this other stuff, so again, thank you very much for being here and having that willingness to share with us
2: i just i just want to say thank you to you guys i mean i I just think it's incredible what you do and i I've had a great time talking with you and i I appreciate your support so much so i I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to come on here and and share my my story and my passion and everything else and and that with you guys too so
1: well, you're welcome anytime to join us again so But um, so those of you listening, please feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and now TikTok to keep up to date with what we have going on at Touchy Subs Pod. Email us any questions, comments, or concerns to touchysubjectspodcast at gmail.com.
0: And in the meantime, don't be afraid to challenge, ask, and discuss when it comes to touchy subjects.